Although dying is something that all of us do, few have lived to talk about it. We don't like to talk about it in any meaningful way except to say, I hope I, you, they, them don't die. So much of our time has been avoiding death that we never really examine it. It's like we're driving down the road of life with a blindfold on. Personally, I blame grief. All of us have felt grief to some degree. But if you've never felt that gut-wrenching, life-changing, hardcore grief that comes from the death of a loved one, you're just a grief tourist. If you have experienced it, you know that it's not something you want to experience if it can be avoided. Grief is very persistent. It doesn't care if you think you are done with it. It will find you in the most unusual situations and at the most inconvenient time. The only way to deal with grief is to go through it. You can't go around it. You can't ignore it. Thankfully, over time, grief lessens. In some cases, though, it never completely goes away. Humor is one way of dealing with slash avoiding grief. So it's not surprising to find grief and humor all mixed together. Hi, I'm Tim Rose, and this is the Tim Tunes Podcast. In this episode, we'll cover three songs on death and dying. The first song is a jazzy vocal that looks at grief from an Elizabeth Kubler-Ross perspective. The next song looks at dying from the perspective of a person who is dying. And the last song gives us advice on what to do when we feel that death is funny. All of this episode's songs were written for The Waiting Room, my musical about our experiences in traversing the U.S. medical system. As such, this episode is also a fundraiser for The Voices of Hope, a Boston-based group that I perform with from time to time, to raise money to develop cures for cancer. Please give if you can at VoicesOfHopeBoston.com In the early days of writing my musical, The Waiting Room, I was just casting about trying to come up with some kind of framework to hang the music around and a story to go with the music when I remembered about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's Five Stages of Grief. So, I decided to use it as a mechanism to start creating the songs for the musical. This song, Dabda, is about those five stages, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I used this song as an exposition device to explain about the emotional stages that people go through. I used a jazz vocal quartet because... Well, with jazz, you can sing about anything. The song gives a one- or two-line definition or comment on each of the stages, and the chorus is based around the DABDA acronym. In the story of the song, one of the clinical workers is trying to explain to another what people go through in their grieving process. I recorded this for my musical demo track in my studio around 2011. I wrote and recorded all the tracks myself. Now, give a listen to Dabda. 
working on the waiting room, I knew I had reached a point where I needed a song about acceptance. What does that mean, anyways? To accept that you're going to die just seems too foreign to most of us. I felt that the song had to be uplifting, yet not lose the sense of loss that comes with grief. I decided to have one of the characters, Sam, who is wheelchair-bound and not conscious of their surroundings, magically come back to life in the dream of Kai, that character's caretaker and partner. So Kai dreams that there is a final moment of clarity from Sam before the end. 
In that moment of clarity, Sam has accepted the end and is encouraging Kai to do the same. About ten years ago, my mom passed away. I remember her telling me, I knew I was going to get old. I just didn't think it would happen this fast. She took care of my dad for several years before she got sick and wound up dying before he did. When I wrote this song, I like to imagine that these were her thoughts and that she would have expressed the same thoughts and feelings at the end if she could have. Certainly, it's how her son thinks and feels. Let me set the stage for you. Sam sits sleeping in a wheelchair next to Kai. As Kai falls asleep, the lights go down on the stage except for a single spotlight on Sam. As the music starts, Sam stands, removes the IV, and head covering, revealing a full head of hair. Sam is magically restored and sings, Let me go to the sleeping Kai. Cue the music. that you love me of that there is no doubt but I won't fight the battle when I know how this war turns out I don't want to leave you you know it hurts me so cause sooner
lift at the end of the song is a technique called a Picardy third. It's where, for no particular reason, you change what is normally a minor chord into a major chord. At the end of the day, the song is a positive one, and I wanted to end on a high, even though it is a little deus ex machina. point you're probably wondering, Tim, where's the lighter side? This next song is all about how death and dying is sometimes funny. And that's okay. Some of the best jokes I ever heard were at viewings and funerals. There is a duality of emotion at play here. We're complicated beings and rarely feel a single way about anything. I think that's why demagoguery rings so hollow. It doesn't include the humanity of having two conflicting feelings at the same time. Why do we find death funny sometimes? Well, the obvious reason is that it's a mechanism to avoid feeling what we really feel. But I think that's an oversimplification. Sometimes a circumstance of death can be... unusual. And that can lead to humor. Sometimes the pure exhaustion of grief wears us out completely. And for some reason, that can be funny. I don't know why, but it seems as though we're so overwhelmed with grief that we need a break. So we laugh. We laugh at ourselves, at our own grief. When it comes down to it, grief can be ridiculous sometimes. And if you can't laugh at yourself sometimes, then you're just a self-delusional egomaniac that wants to rule the world. I'm not a doctor or anything just a humble observer of the human condition. Well, maybe not that humble. Written in 2017 and recorded at my studio in 2022, have a listen and please go ahead and laugh. Sometimes when life is at its worst, you may wonder why. Instead of mourning your sad state, you want to laugh instead of cry. So go ahead and laugh, just let it out. Life is funny, so is dying, there's no doubt. So when grief gives you a tickle, don't feel bad, you're not fickle. Go on and laugh, 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 go ahead and laugh. When things go bad, I mean really bad. Like saying goodbye to the best friend you ever had. So why instead of crying, do you just want to laugh? So go ahead and laugh, just let it out. 
Life is funny, so is dying, there's no doubt. As the butt of a cosmic joke, it's okay to drop the yoke. Go on and laugh, 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 go ahead and laugh. I've heard it said that too much laughter may lead one to tears. But I say, where's the harm in that? You just might burst a blister that's been festering for years and laugh away the sore spot where you sat at and laugh. Just let it out. Life is funny, so is dying, there's no doubt. It's all one crazy trip, so baby, let it rip. Go ahead and laugh, laugh, laugh. Go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and laugh, laugh, laugh. Go ahead So ends another episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and don't forget to donate to VoicesOfHope-Boston.com. But only if you want to help make cancer history. By the by, you can now stream all of the songs from Season 1, either from my old albums or from my recently released album, The Rest of Tim Tunes, Season 1. As always, you can subscribe to this podcast or stream or purchase my published music on your favorite source, Spotify, Pandora, Apple, or Amazon. Toodaloo! Toodaloo!